It is 12.43 right now, 44 degrees outside on the lip service program at 10.50 WLIP. I'm Paul Kern. Story on the wires and of interest all over the world, I would imagine. Soviet President Mikhail Gorbachev uh, appears to have won strong endorsement of his national unity referendum. Soviets voted yesterday whether to keep the deeply divided country under his leadership. The early returns indicate strong support in 90% of that country, but they also show overwhelming support for a measure that would boost the Russian presidency and strengthen Gorbachev's chief rival, Boris Yeltsin. And uh, so we decided to go to our expert on the Soviet Union here in this area, Dr. Oliver Hayward over at the University of Wisconsin Parkside's History Department. Oliver, how are you? i just fine, thank you. Does this surprise you at all? Any surprises in this uh, whole Russian thing? I think it's probably a slightly better response for Gorbachev's program than I would have anticipated in advance. But uh, beyond that, I think pretty much things are in line, and I think it's also probably a good outcome, a, a positive outcome, and yet not an overwhelmingly strong one from Gorbachev's perspective. You know, we have been getting along so well with the Soviet Union since Mr. Gorbachev took over. I hate to see anything disrupt that. And when they talk about strengthening his chief rival, this Boris Yeltsin, I begin to worry. Should I? Uh, possibly. I, I've become a little less worried about Yeltsin than I used to be, frankly, when I thought he really was pretty much of a clown. But uh, it seems to me while he's enjoying a certain wave of popularity right now, it's almost more a result of Gorbachev's unpopularity than a strong conviction among most Soviet people that Yeltsin is the answer. I hadn't heard a whole lot about him until recently. You said when you thought he was a clown, if I might quote you there. What do you, what do you mean? What exactly uh, makes you feel that way? Well, in particular, he had a propensity for shooting off at the mouth and, generally speaking, making statements that, in my opinion, were uh, designed to drum up popular support rather than carefully thought out answers to the many problems that the country faces. Mm -hmm. And he also had a couple of uh, personal incidents. He was once picked up supposedly supposedly drunk and incoherent and so forth. And uh, in general, his life has been a somewhat checkered one. Mm -hmm. Is he... I, I, we're, uh, how old is he? Any idea? Um, no, but I believe he's somewhat younger than uh, Gorbachev. Uh-huh. So a relative newcomer to the hierarchy of the Kremlin, so to speak. Yes, and in fact, he came to the fore precisely in the Gorbachev era. That's one of the ironies of this, because prior to Gorbachev's period, Yeltsin was unknown, basically, except to real insiders in the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. I, uh, go ahead. Well, and he's just made a rather giant leap to uh, notoriety in the last four or five years. Well, that's where I say that's where we first began to hear about him, and more and more now that there's been political unrest, so forth and so on, within the Soviet Union, you keep hearing his name more and more as somebody saying, you know, hey, come on, things aren't going real good here. You know, we've got to do something, we've got to do something, you know. Exactly. And, of course, the Soviet people know that. They don't really need Yeltsin to remind them, but... He does, I think, enjoy some advantage from the fact that there's a lot of discontent. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, when they talk 90% here, I think one of the earlier news reports said that Kiev, which is real near Chernobyl, did not want to go along with uh, the rest of the Soviet Union here as far as endorsing this uh, unity referendum. And one of the big reasons was because of what happened at Chernobyl five years ago. Is is that unusual for uh, for almost like, well, I, I realize it, it sounds, makes it sound like a trivial thing to say, hey, they're carrying a grudge, but 
you know, they probably have every reason to carry a grudge in sure. this particular case. But is is that uh, synonymous with the Soviet uh, mentality, so to speak, to, to well, feel this way? I think there's a broader issue here for the Ukraine. I think the Ukraine is probably one of the critical parts of this whole picture. And the population in general, I think, is really split over the possible advantages of remaining in a larger uh, arrangement, such as something surviving the USSR, or whether they might prefer to go toward a more independent uh, situation. So I don't think, frankly, Chernobyl is quite that critical to the mm -hmm. vote there. What are they looking at here? More of like a state rule, like what we've got here, where you've got your federal government, but you have the states making their own decisions and the municipalities e making exactly. their own decisions? Except on perhaps matters such as foreign policy and a few other kind of broader issues, they would prefer to have a good deal more control locally than they have enjoyed traditionally. And they're ethnically somewhat different than the Russians, so there's a certain amount of nationalism involved here as well. Uh-huh. Okay. That's interesting, because, uh, well, it would be nice if everybody kind of thought the same way here. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, it's tough when you've got, uh, uh, well, we find it here in this country, too, when perhaps southern states or western states feel a certain way about something, and the eastern states or northern states feel differently about this particular issue. And it's particularly complicated in this case by the fact that the Ukraine is probably the one state outside the Russian Republic that is really potentially viable as a separate state. And in fact, it's the major agricultural region of the entire USSR. So the Soviet Union needs the Ukraine badly, uh, and it does derive some benefits from its economic ties with the rest of the USSR, but it's much more of a close call as to whether they might not be better off outside mm -hmm. the Union. Now, with what's being decided here, 90% of the people favor unity, and come on, let's, let's go and clean up our problems here. Does that give Gorbachev better leverage to be able to go out and do these things and get done what he feels needs to be done? I think the big plus here is that it buys Gorbachev some time, which he obviously badly needs at the moment. It doesn't buy him an unlimited amount of time, but it certainly seems to be a relatively strong showing and gives him some ammunition in dealing with his opponents and critics and trying to get some of his programs through. But he does therefore need to get his own head together about what those programs are going to be. Mm -hmm. What and He's been kind of weak on that lately. There seemed to be a lot of uh, vacillation, for example, on the economic program that he'd like to see for the country. And that, I think, has cost him rather dearly politically. Mm -hmm. Well, the fact that people go to the stores and there's nothing there to buy. You know, they've got the money, but there's nothing there to buy. Yeah, that's right. And But what's worse, in a sense, is that there's no notion readily available that things are going to get better in anything like the uh, immediate future. Mm -hmm. They could stand probably a bit of a setback currently if there was a brighter hope ahead, but many Soviet citizens don't see that at the moment. How do they plan to deal with these things here? I mean, it would seem to me what you have to do is get in contact with people who have the food and get it into your stores there so that your people can buy it or, or be able to get it. Yeah, that's right. And the way to do that, it would seem, would be to create some sort of better market mechanism by which the people with the food have the incentive to deliver it to the people that want it. And so privatization, the creation of a more market-oriented economy clearly has to be part of the program, but in turn it has to be carried out, I think, fairly carefully, so that's the dilemma that Gorbachev finds himself in at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that, in other words, that prices don't go just out of sight and people still can't get it, now you've got all this food there that's not being bought. Exactly, and people are, are really hurt by 
precisely what you say, the rise in prices and uh, the fact that only those well-off or with connections can find the food. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about unity as far as the political unrest that's going on, gone on in the Baltic countries, and it seems like uh, every day you almost hear about another one of the Soviet states that's unhappy about something and there's some sort of unrest there, and uh, sometimes it gets rather ugly and rather violent. Absolutely. Um, some of the advanced writing about this referendum suggested this was going to exacerbate the problem by stirring up nationalist emotions, but I don't see it that way. I think in some ways it's good as an outlet for people to express their opinions, and by giving Gorbachev perhaps a little stronger hand, it might make it possible for him to negotiate agreements with some of those republics that really are pretty determined to leave, such as the three Baltic republics. Mm-hmm on terms that are more or less mutually agreeable. Would this, in other words, show that the people are in favor of the way he's gone about solving this kind of problem, saying, wait a minute, you guys aren't going to leave us, you're going to stay here, and this is how it's going to be? You know. Well, it's not entirely a referendum on Gorbachev. I think there is a lot of sentiment in the Soviet Union, or at least among some parts of the Soviet Union, that they'll be better off with a larger political entity than just their own republic, but they haven't necessarily accepted that it has to be exactly the way Gorbachev is going to run it or Yeltsin or anyone else. So I think it's partly purely a, an answer to the question, would we be better off with this larger state than with the individual 15 republics all going their own way? Mm-hmm. Which would be hard to unite in if they ever needed to. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think the bottom line is that some of the republics are going to leave and some in my estimation, probably will remain in a somewhat looser union, which this referendum suggests might be the way to go. You know, which to me looks very much like if they would have decided to go that way, that it would be the first step towards dissolving the whole thing and everybody becoming their own little country. Could be, but there are real economic advantages to being part of a larger state that you can trade with without customs barriers and where you can draw on resources that may not be available in your own particular republic and sell your goods to a broader market. Mm -hmm. So I think there may be well a number of people who feel that a looser, perhaps a confederation-type arrangement might be to their advantage in a lot of ways. Once they do indeed, as we had said before, get these things back there for the people to trade and to buy and so forth and so on. Yes, yes. This next summer and fall obviously should be very critical in that regard. Uh, if they have another successful harvest and do a little better job of getting the harvest to the consumer, then that will, I think, make a major improvement. They've had an incredibly horrible winter over there. Yes, they have had a bad winter. It's I've seen worse, but they have had uh, one of the tougher winters, considering all the uncertainties that were going on that sort of made it worse in some respects. Mm-hmm. Are these elections, this referendum, unprecedented? Have they ever done this kind of a thing before since they've been uh, a communist state? There have been elections, for example, to the Supreme Soviet recently and to some other national bodies that were meeting of one sort or another. And lately also, political parties have been contending for control of individual cities and other administrative districts. But uh, this one is a little bit special, I think, in terms of the magnitude of the uh, decision that it was being asked to resolve. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, it, uh, boy, I tell you, you're just kind of laying your whole future out there on the line here and letting letting everybody decide, which is what we take for granted in this country every time we have an election. 
There were, of course, a couple of uh, built-in safeguards. For one thing, Gorbachev said that the results would not stand unless at least 50% of the population voted that was eligible to vote. And then if there was a negative vote overall, there would have to be individual referendums in each of the republics to kind of confirm the results. So he didn't leave himself out there hanging totally in the wind, as it were. Mm-hmm. Well, he's obviously a smart man. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, he's not a, a dummy. politician. Exactly. How will this change overall things? Make it better, make it worse? I would have to think it's a hopeful sign. I think that it does give Gorbachev a little more leverage. I think it gives him some more time. Uh, He's got a number of almost intractable problems to deal with, but I think he's probably the best man to be trying to deal with them. And so in that regard, I'd say this was a good sign. No comment from the White House. Does that surprise you? I think the White House has been very careful not to appear to be interfering in what's going on in the USSR, and I suspect that that's probably a well-conceived policy at this point. Uh, The Soviet people, I think, want to have the notion that they're, in some sense, in control of their own destiny and that outsiders are not interfering. And that may be objectionable to a few of the republics that are anxious to break away, but overall, I think it's a smart thing to do. Is that a carryover from uh, almost...